Yes, I wanted to thank the senator, thank her for voting for and with the rape publicans. It's not easy to be a rape publican these days, and I believe in rape publicanism and all the values of rape publicanism. So you tell Susan Collins that if she is for rape publicans, I am for rape publicans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bituation Room, episode two. I'm Francesca Fiorentini, your host, and I just want to thank everybody for subscribing. We've got a lot of subscribers and listeners, so thanks so much for, you know, giving me a chance here to bring together just the finest bitches. With me today in the Bituation Room is Corinda Dobbins, a comedian and a a woman who's trying to perfect her angry black lady face, but I don't think is doing it. Uh, yeah, you guys aren't doing anything as white people to get that face. So it's, it's, it's a black woman, you can't fake it. So uh, I can't really give it to you if you if you don't deserve it. Well, the other person in this room deserves it. Uh, Nato Green, a comedian, labor organizer, and a co-host and producer of uh, Verity Wild Things Are, the show that we run in Francisco. Nato, you were late. White dudes. I was being a good dad. Terrible excuse. Yeah. Uh, what did that mean? We, Diapers? Are we there no, no, still? No, my kids are 10, so they're in fifth grade. Next year is sixth grade, and... There was a, there was an enrollment fair for the San Francisco public school system, Ooh. and it was like, like a zoo. Like a, or it wasn't like a zoo. It was like so it's like a job fair, but with parents. Yeah. So you like it's like like you go from room like each room is a different school is set, is has a setup and like, you know, in the public school system there are the more and less desirable schools. So, but like all of the charter school like San Francisco doesn't have that many charter schools, but all the charter schools were in one room. And, like, the big for-profit national charter school ch- chain, like, had, like, the most people being, like, come into our cult. Are they all owned they by Betsy ch- DeVos? Yeah. Well, do you know, so, you know the biggest charter school it's chain? It's just one a yacht. <laughs> like, come on to our yacht, please. Come on to our yacht. The DeVos family has uh, generously like we donated will, we will to us. We educate you on a yacht. Just come aboard. Whites only. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, so, one of the weird things about the charter school business, did, did you know this, about the Gulan? The one of the biggest. What's a Gulan? I'm about to tell you. Okay, thank you. The biggest charter school chains in the country is run by own, and owned by a reclusive Turkish cleric who lives in the Poconos and is wanted for extradition to Turkey for orchestrating the coup against Erdogan two years ago. What? <laughs> and how does he know Betsy? Because <laughs> he can only have that if he has an in with her. <laughs> you know, millionaires hang out together, and billionaires hang out together. They all know each other. Yeah, they met um, on a floating tax haven <laughs> one day. It was very romantic. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to step on the Kanye discussion, but you know, class trumps race sometimes. Mm, That's true. Foreshadowing. This week, what are we bitching about, Corinda? What are you bitching about? Um, I want to bitch about um, judicial nominees. Mm. Uh, that was last week, though. See, that's how judicial but nominees Thursday, work. Thursday night. Oh yeah. They did like sort of this cloak and dagger uh, passing of all these judicial nominees because they were, McConnell was kind of holding people uh, hostage. He was like, if you guys don't vote on these nominees, I'm going to keep the Senate in session. And you can't go back and get into the Senate race that you're fighting for your life for. So they they passed all these judicial nominees. And uh, Trump has like 80, 84 people he's put into like lifetime positions and so like even if trump gets voted out like his his legacy is the judiciary system how many judges they only voted on 22 in in obama's last two years of his presidency mcconnell only allowed 22 of them to come before the senate and one of them was a black lady who died waiting for her confirmation wow (laughs) so i just that's what i'm here lies fuck you mitch mcconnell yes he's a he's a very very evil person but also i mean chuck schumer is part of the problem right like I mean, that that's my that's my other part of my bitching the democrats are just like these okay sort of useless people right now well because when they're in power um they're like listen we gotta <laughs> you know bridge the divide and please no 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 please use my while, body while as a human Republicans doormat. are kicking them in the side and like bursting their appendix and they're like no 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 it's fine NATO, what are you bitching about this week? So as I mentioned, I have 10-year-old, 
twins. One of them is uh, one girl and one uh, gender fluid kid. And so last night's entire evening was taken up with a discussion. My wife got like very focused on the concept of hegemonic heteronormativity. Uh, That's a mouthful. In the Green Schoenfeld house. Um, Just start with one H first. So, so yeah, right. <laughs> Hashish. Um, <laughs> Hashish, heroin, uh-huh. then heteronormativity. Honky tonks. So um, how, did, how did that go? How do you explain hegemony to a 10-year-old? What we were talking about was the, that, that some ideas are so dominant that people can't imagine a world outside of those ideas. Uh, and so, and it was... So that one example that we use... That's perfect. Uh, yeah. So God, it's like you've been a parent for 10 years. Pretty uh, good. It, and, uh, and married and intellectual. So like one of the kids is doing a, a paper for school about the Haitian Revolution. And so we were talking about how Toussaint L'Overture wanted to free the slaves but remain a French colony because independence for, like, having an independent nation of former slaves was unimaginable. And it took other people who came after him to fight for that. And that was the hegemony of the colonial mindset for Toussaint L'Overture, that he could only imagine freeing the slaves, but no further. Can you raise my kids if I have any? Are you sure you want to raise kids in this world? (laughs) I'm definitely not sure. Did she write about the part where they had to pay back France for all the... Mm Mm-hmm. That for, was, all the, for all the slaves. It's a fun part. Are they still paying back France? Is Haiti still paying back France now? Probably. Well, you, so I mean, it's like the, it's like the Haitian Revolution is such a it's such a like a, like a roller coaster of like it is the first and only successful slave rebellion in history. Wow, that's incredible. How did this uh, like a group of 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 slaves who were like just agricultural workers and worked on sugar plantations not only defeat the they beat Napoleon in right. military conflict. And then began 200 years of slide into poverty, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. And then have been paying. In fact, actually, during, I think, the, the earth, after the earthquake, um, what year was that, 2014 or um, what which, was the, one? the, the most recent, or the, no, the big one, the big one that like the entire palace, the oh, presidential was, palace in Haiti collapsed. Wasn't that, that was longer ago. That was like 2009 or 10. Okay. Well, anyway, the, that earthquake, I remember reading that France was like, we're going to forgive your debt. Yay, your colonial debt. Like, are you kidding me? I love the way that these certain moments, especially whenever like a hurricane or natural da- disaster hits the, the Caribbean, you're like, wait a minute. The Dutch own that place? What the yeah. fuck? Like, I mean, they really, they really sort of made a, a Haiti sort of like, a, it's like, this is what's going to happen to you if you have a slave revolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you kick us out, like, we're going to make sure that nobody trades with you, nobody gives you any money, nobody, like, you're going to take this slow, steady decline, and we're going to make an example of you. And sort of that's, you know, because people are always like, well, how did Haiti become you know, what it is af- after the revolt. And I'm just like, look at what they did to Haiti. That's <laughs> right. what you get if you're Afterwards. uppity. Yeah, if, 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 you, if you kick us out, this is what's going to happen to you. For those of you who haven't followed this, uh, the UN Climate Report, Corinda's going to break it down for you right now. Uh, so basically, uh, we're all going to hell. Is this <laughs> what, what it says? I think hell's coming to us, <laughs> is actually uh, what it yeah, truly says. I mean, I mean it just, it's going to take sort of a massive change in the way that we um, do things on the planet. I mean, we have to change the way that we build things. We have to change the way that we travel. We have to change uh, the way that we eat. Um, and to be honest, a lot of people don't want to do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's going to be very, very difficult, and particularly when you have a, a, a group of people in power who are saying, climate change, that's not real. That's not a thing. Like, just keep building a 1,000, 2,000-foot yachts and uh, that take all this fossil fuel. And Yeah, I mean, I have um, some, it, it's specifically on that, like, I don't think they're as, we know they're not as ignorant as they pretend to be and as they say that they are and we know they're not as denialist as um, they say they are. So a couple things. For the report, basically, the recommendation that the UN gives is that by 2030, we have to cut our fossil fuel uh, emissions by half. So 
And if we can't, then, because we've already warmed the planet one degree Celsius. We're on track in 12 years to warm it by 1.5 degrees. The Paris Climate Accords was like, let's keep the planet well below two degrees. That was the language, quote unquote, well below. Now the Paris Climate Agreement, of course, the U- U.S. is not signed on to it, along with like... I say, didn't we bow out of I th- that? I think Saudi Arabia is still in, but we're out. Uh, the Paris Climate Agreement said to keep the, the Earth well below 2 degrees Celsius, and now we're already on track to meet 1.5 in, in 12 years. So it's like, uh... Meanwhile, Jerry Brown, governor of California, is like, by the year 2045, we will reduce emissions by 30%. Like, homie... No, we got to do better than that now. Uh, I don't know, NATO. I feel like you've you've um, you've slipped into depressed veganism on the back of this news from what you've told me. I mean, the, yeah, the, you know, my understanding of the report is that is that we have basically ten years to uh, completely overhaul our entire world energy system, uh, and by slashing carbon emissions and shifting everything to renewable energies and potentially like have massive public investment in like technology to pull the carbon out of the sky uh, that doesn't exist yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. really? Because I was at, okay, a couple years ago at the Paris Agreement, I was, or the the Paris Summit, I was there and I was going around and there was like an expose, uh, that's not what it's called, it's called an expo, and uh it, it was like, uh, imagine, it was like a middle school shopping, but for um, c- climate change startups. And there was one guy, and he was like, yes, we, we specialize in, in sky mining. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds what the so fuck cool. is sky mining? And he was like, sky mining is the world's most untapped resource for d- taking out carbon from the atmosphere. Basically... He was like, we mine the sky. <laughs> well, I love, what, what is that accent? It's kind of like half... Uh... <laughs> well, so I think he was Scandinavian, but okay. I can only attempt German. The point is that he was like, we have to mine the clouds. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's some... From, from what I can tell, there's some debate about like how viable this carbon capture technology is and how much we can depend on it. Um, so, you know... There, Regardless, it requires like a massive, you know, a, a massive change in a lot of things in a short period of time, and as like somebody pointed out on Twitter, the good news is that we know what needs to happen. The bad news is that everyone who has the power to make those decisions are a bunch of assholes. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not. And it's uh, not just a bunch uh, of assholes; they're wealthy. And the point is, is we need to over throw capitalism that's it you cannot have infinite growth on a finite planet that's right. the most perfect way that i've heard it put like no it, growth gdp all this shit you know manufacturing it means nothing if there's only so much earth to go around and there's only so much carbon we can spew into the atmosphere and we're suffering w- the results of the industrial revolution right now like and so, what and the so fuck do you think it's going to be like in 50 years so much of that suffering is always going to be on people of color and the poor Yes. Um, that the was one, the, the other thing that this uh, report uh, talked about. You know, it's like when when these hurricanes come and hit. Uh, so many times they're on these small islands with indigenous people, and like they don't have the ability <laughs> to themselves fight climate change. Just or like American the, citizens or American who citizens just are forgotten about. You know, we are the ones who need to advocate for these people and to stop putting all this. Uh, shit into the air, into the water, into everywhere, because they are the ones who, who suffer the brunt of it. Yeah, absolutely. I took it really hard when the report came out, and I just, like, I feel like so many things, like, like our vocabulary needs to change. Like, people are like, you know, when I see, run into people, they're like, how are you? And it's like, well, <laughs> I haven't been able to stop crying in a week about the climate report. But you see, like, I'm dressed in all black. I'm mourning. You know, um, like, I guess my family is fine. You know what I mean? Like, we're all wearing black. Like, we need yes. a different, like, how are you conversation. Or, like, I was driving and I saw a billboard that was like, you know, that we're potentially talking about, you know, they're, they're talking about, like, catastrophic civilizational collapse within 30 years. Right. And I saw a billboard that was like, how are you planning for your retirement? And I was like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> like, I don't need to plan for my retirement anymore. Like, it's, I need to, you know, so the... the That's good, though. We're so all just going to be outside, sprawled out on the lawn. 
you know, it's going to be right. <laughs> 95 <laughs> degrees. No, I think it's luxury condos and trash dumps. Like, there's, there's, there's only not one be or the any other. In between, yeah. And I, I feel like I'll be trying to get into the pools of all these condos. So, like, we'll be the pool hoppers. We'll just jump over the fences. Uh huh. I mean, yeah. listen, Mad Max was a great film. And, um. Was it, though? <laughs> was it? I mean, he, Max I was see, hot. I didn't see the new Mad Max. Are you talking about the old one or the new one? Oh, I'm talking about the new one. Oh, I didn't oh. see that one. Fury Road was good, though. Okay. That's Wait, wait, wait. Is there something newer than Fury Road? No, I thought you were talking about the old man. I thought you were no, talking about the Mel Gibson. Yeah. No, I'm talking about, <laughs> no. I haven't, I haven't even seen that. Good um, for you. You didn't miss much. I like got my hands on a VHS player tape, and I was like, yes. It's just now what do I do with this? Lying around and like Tina Turner in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I'll wait, I'll, Tina Turner's I'll, in it? I'll watch Beyond Thunderdome. Yes. Dude, if for, Tina Turner. Tina. She's, she, she's the only thing worth watching in that film. Just fast forward to the Tina Turner parts. <laughs> <laughs> if she could be part of the of like any dystopian future, that'd be great. If there was a Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah the song she sings for that movie is the best thing about that. We need film. a we need a hero too. Um, <laughs> what's, so. the, what's the song? Sorry, is it like Dust Bowls? <laughs> we need a hero. No I think. It's the name of it, oh, right? we need a hero. Yeah, we do need one. Well, so that I think is really interesting because I feel like. And this goes to kind of what our leaders are and are not doing and people like Jerry Brown who are sort of really, really, I hate this term, but pussyfooting around this issue <laughs> is that I feel like, especially after the election and seeing that Obama didn't can, come can out. I, can I suggest, because pussyfooting. around? Well, pussyfooting is a very, like, a, like the vagina is very durable because it can handle it childbirth. What, what if it was scrotum footing? Scrotum that's footing. fragile. Testy footing around. Testy footing. No, exactly. That's like, oh, yeah. Can I like you, that, can you testy footing. Walking on testicles? That'd be impossible. Like, you could walk on a vagina. It is, it is pretty durable. You just can't kick it hard. That's true. The, what I was going to say is that, like, I feel like after unless, the election... Unless you're into that and it's super consensual. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to kick shame. Let's be clear. <laughs> oh, just kick me, babe. No, no, really, kick me. Um, I feel like we don't have leaders, and I think especially after the election, I was really looking for some... Within the first 24 hours, either Obama or Hillary Clinton or some Democrat to be like, this is not America. Like, this is not who we are. This is like, we don't believe in these values of hatred. You know, um, and, and I know, yes, he, he won the, the Electoral College. So, you know, five dudes on tractors, as, as NATO often says. But I, I, I felt like, and I still feel like, people are waiting around for, like, a leader to come around. And I think that was and has been a lot of the energy around Bernie, which is not bad. But, unfortunately, I think we're heading into a moment where we all have to fucking be leaders and step up <laughs> and do our part. We are the leaders we have been waiting on. As Corinna was saying, it's mostly going to be poor people and people of color who get the worst of the climate crisis. But it's not like... Like when you're talking about civilizational collapse and like doomsday, vi you know, prehistoric viruses coming being released from the ice caps, like, mm. you know, your whiteness is not going to protect you. Do you know what I mean? And people talk about white privilege, like white people have a material stake in maintaining the system. And in this, in this, faced with catastrophic end of civilization, that material stake is somewhat limited. Like it means that for white people, our choice is either, either we support genocide, or we support dismantling white supremacy and capitalism so that everybody can live. Like, Are you saying all lives matter? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but I don't think most white people believe that. Though. No, they don't. They don't. But believe it, what? Mean, that, that they're going to be in the same position as people of color. And, <laughs> and they're like, someone's going to save yeah, us. Yeah, they're going to be I'm like, on we, a rooftop. We, have, we have always been at a level where that didn't affect us as bad. Like, I don't think that they know totally. that. And, they're going to be where we are. And actually, Jerry, Jerry Brown talked about this, like, like after, like, right before he left, you know, as he's, in one of his last interviews, he said, like, you know, pe people have been talking about the idea that the, that the refugee crisis is the climate crisis. Like, he was like, you think refugees from, you know, the current situation with migration is bad? Wait till all of Africa shows up because they're on fire. Like, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's where we're headed. I mean, we're on fire, too. Like, wait until we have to go... To Nevada, right? Wait, all California in Nevada. Wait till we'll all flip of, the state, though. No more of, swing state. All hey. of Yellow County shows up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's what I think. Some of the specifically young climate justice organizers who've been working around this for the last, I would say, 
five years, I mean, 10 years ago, even it seemed like climate change was mostly a white people issue. It's like, okay, you don't, you're not impacted by something immediately outside of your door. Um, so you go and protest and you're a tree hugger. And that was sort of the image. And I think now in the last, you know, five, 10 years, it's definitely people of color who are leading this charge, indigenous people around the world and young folks like in California, I met some, I've met really amazing, um, just like young, fierce, brown climate activists who are like, we need a just transition. And they focus on this idea of just transition in that when all it all goes to hell, which it will, and we can't, st we can't stop it from doing that. We can absolutely make it less bad. But like, how are we going to be equitable with our rescue efforts? How are we going to like, you know, um, uh, climate-proof neighborhoods, like who's going to get all the, that funding and who won't, and so that and who, when you have this just transition, it's like, okay, are there going to be wind farms and solar farms for like only you know rich people and people who can afford it, or is there going to be like community-run wind right. farms and solar farms and all this? Um, so, I mean, I think we're facing the biggest questions of our time, and it's as scary as it is exciting. I, we've, I feel like I've seen every Hollywood movie about how the rich just make out with like their fucking spaceship, which honestly, I kind of think is great. Like just, they just leave, leave the planet. just go, <laughs> let us figure it out. Because you know what? If you're not a billionaire, let Tesla fly you to Mars. Uh. <laughs> let take them exactly come on elon take these fools because we can figure out climate change without these fools like yeah we need some of their money but we don't really we actually don't need to find i mean i, I yeah maybe sky mining is a good thing but we the positive part is that we have the technology to to like put on the brakes and turn around um what i was going to say earlier is that actually last week or a couple weeks ago in a, in a report from, I, I believe, like the National Transit Authority or something like this, out of the White House or out of this administration, uh, in their rationale for um, eliminating emissions um, regulations on cars, buried in this, I think it's longer than the UN Climate Report, in this, like, you know, whatever, 70-page report, it says very specifically, climate change is already a done deal the planet is already warming and any kind of reduction in car emissions is not going to make a significant enough impact in order to um, prevent this eventual chaos. And therefore we shouldn't have the emissions regulations in the first place. That is what they're fucking saying. Like this, they're using it as an excuse. They know it's real. They absolutely know it. They're just like, eh, done deal. Make your money somehow in heaven. I'm going to get to spend it. Well, I know the Mer American car companies were very uh, excited about him getting rid of, of those standards because they make the most money on the SUVs and the, like there's a, there's a huge, there's like a 50% markup on sure. <laughs> SUVs compared to electric cars. And they were like, uh, this helps our shareholders. Really? <laughs> the other thing that they were saying is that another, I don't know if in the same report, but the Trump administration has basically argued that emission standards on cars uh, don't make any sense because if you know that your car guzzles more gas, you won't drive it as much. Because you'll be like, nope, save the planet. I, I, I'm not going to take my kids to school today. That's somebody who <laughs> like, doesn't what? live in America. <laughs> <laughs> who said so that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's planning for like 50 years down the line when the U.S. is that kind of like, well, I could the only sell time, my the last The only time we would do gas. that if, if, if it went back to like 1970s where it was like five blocks uh, of people waiting for gas. Like, the, you know, right. that, that's the only time Americans can serve anything is when there's nothing and we're there. so not used to that either. Like, what are we, what are we used to? We're never used to scarcity. No. Like, there's like how many different kinds of floss, ice cream. I mean, no, Noam Chomsky always talks about the razor. Like, do we need a razor with five blades? Wasn't the four blader good enough? Wasn't the three blades good enough? Two blades, I would argue, not good enough. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm just going to say I would that. say if you, if, if you need five blades on a razor, you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not cutting your wrists <laughs> with five blades. You're not, that's, that's not going upscale. That's going, uh, that's going down. Uh, part of what I find perplexing about like, the difficulty resolving this issue is that like, now the evidence is clear that, like, that even on the terms of capitalism, inaction 
is bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. it's like not addressing climate change is going to be more expensive than addressing climate change. And the amount of money and public investment in terms of, you know, managing the transition, in terms of developing new technology, in terms of dealing with mitigating the crisis, like fire response, you know what I mean? Like, all of that stuff, there's, you know, conceivably there's a lot of money to be made. And it's like, it's like this, the defiance of, you know, I mean, this is like, uh, after around the time Trump was elected, I wrote a column uh, 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 called, the, and the title was "Whiteness Cooks the Planet," um, <laughs> and the idea, like the political base of the you know the Republican like the Democrats have been weak on climate change, but the the Republicans are the ones who are most mobbed up with the oil industry, and their voter base are angry racist white people who are like it's just the logic of it is is mind boggling to me like. Like, I'm mad that Luke Cage is on television. There's a black stormtrooper, so I'm going to blow up the entire world. Like, yeah. that's Whiteness so petty. the Planet, however, does sound like the title of, like, a goop blog. Yeah. yeah like. uh, I'm going to license it to, to Gwyneth. For that is a, definitely Gwyneth's um, cookbook. But it's, CNN has some solutions. So CNN tweeted this out. They said, scared by the new report on climate change? Here's what you can do to help. One, eat less meat, about 30%. Two, swap your car or plane ride for a bus or train. Three, use a smart thermostat in your home and upgrade to more efficient appliances. More at CNN.com. <laughs> like, oh my God, talk about just... That's what they reduced that report to? Yes. They reduced it to... This is like, you know, this was Al Gore's suggestions 15, 20 years ago of after when In Inconvenient Truth came out. Well, that was like more like 15. Um, was like... Hey, we're all going to die. Change your light bulbs. <laughs> oh, you don't change your light bulbs? Wow. Drive less. <laughs> um, don't take a plane. Like, no, no, no. We need to turn the whole thing around. Um, but here's the thing about America, though, <laughs> is that we make everything about our quality of life, right? It's like um, somebody is telling us that we have to make these catastrophic changes uh, no, I want to still drive my F-150, <laughs> you know, I want to still uh, fly uh, around the world and do all these things and it's about me and my quality of life and I don't want to have to change that. It's like we, we've always made um, everything about our individual, <laughs> you know, so quality of life. So scarcity might be good for us. Yeah. I think so. We could use a little scarcity. I also just can't wait to pass the, you know, the Hega money <laughs> onto China. You know, just like, you take the reins, let us deal with scarcity, work at the Foxconn plants for, what is it, you know, probably like $7 an hour. Maybe. I mean, when scarcity we'll really does hit that. America, like, it's going to be like pandemonium because we just, we just used aren't to used it. to it. Let's move on to a little segment that I'm going to call targeted character assassination. And sometimes these are people who deserve it. Sometimes they're people who've been dragged on Twitter. Sometimes they've dragged themselves. Uh, sometimes um, they've just made a fool of themselves um, or not. Maybe, maybe they're the second coming. Uh, but Kanye West uh, went to the Oval Office this week, and I'm sure everyone has heard about it, but there was a 20-minute rant and somehow every single media outlet like we can't find out the first thing about what our government is doing in Puerto Rico or <laughs> like any surveilling us or wars in foreign countries but when it comes to Kanye getting airtime like we know exactly what, what the response is like FEMA who cares Kanye we know so I don't know if the two of you have uh, had a chance to watch any of this but I just wanted to play a couple things there are a lot of topics were touched on um, he wants to empower the pharmaceutical companies. He uh, wants to have, quote, dope cars. We don't have dope enough cars, Corinda, as much as the F1 whatever car that was <laughs> that you name dropped. But clearly they're not dope enough for Kanye. He talked about a uh, hydrogen plane, speaking of reducing our carbon footprint. Uh, he, he showed Trump a picture of a hydrogen plane. He said Trump has to look, quote, unquote, fresh. I'm going to play you just a little snippet of some of the highlights um, that I, I enjoyed the most. So uh, I think it's the bravery that helps you beat this game called life. You know, they try to scare me to not wear this hat, my own friends, but this hat, it gives me, it gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, uh, 
I'm married to a family that, um, you know, <laughs> not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful, though. But there's times where, you know, it's something about, you know, I love Hillary. I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, like a guy that could play catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman, that was, that's my favorite superhero, and you made a Superman cake for me also as a guy that looks up to you, looks up to Ralph Lauren, looks up to American industry guys. All right, American industry guys. Um, I think Trump is Kanye's dad figure, is what he just said. Reactions? Oh, Kanye. So he's telling us that he didn't want to follow a female candidate uh, for president because she didn't have enough male energy. You know, that's... uh, She didn't have enough male energy or she didn't, wasn't like... maybe She she couldn't help me play catch. (laughs) First of all, Hillary can definitely play catch. Hillary wasn't a pantsuit. She could have went out and... (laughs) But also his whole thing was like, oh, my, essentially I was raised without my dad. My mom raised me. And so in homage to my strong, like, fe- like mother figure, I can't vote for a woman. <laughs> like, I'm with her is offensive to me because I didn't have my, you just threw your mom under the bus right there. Like, by that same logic. That hat gave, gave him Superman powers. Uh, he said he looks up to American industry guys, Ralph Lauren. Donald Trump. Does he know that Donald Trump filed bankruptcy like 12 times? Right. <laughs> like, how, how how does that make him feel like Superman? Kanye West, like, I've never done coke, but Kanye, to me, like, I feel like you could just snort, like, some of his, like, his skin dust. And <laughs> skin just, dust. I'd, I'd be high forever. Like, I feel like he's, he's like an eight ball right now. Like, he is <laughs> so off his shit. He's, I mean... I, uh, it's not like we didn't see this coming. Do you know what I mean? Like, pre, he's been bonkers for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I was never the biggest fan. I enjoyed the Watch the Throne album, uh, with, with, mm. with Jay-Z. Mm. Uh, but that, you know, the Yeezus album, not a, he did, he put out an album that had a song called Black Skinhead and another song called I Am a God. Like, Mm-hmm. Shocker! This dude's bonkers. Yeah, and there's not, been a lot of red flags beyond and, the red hat. And not that deep a thinker. Do you know what I mean? He needs to. I think what people don't realize with Kanye is that he's been on this track for a very long time. Like this conservatism that people act like, oh my God, I'm shocked. I mean, he was selling Confederate flags at his concerts five years ago, and people what? were like, oh, what's happening? They were like, oh, maybe it's in an ironic way. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, he told black people to stop complaining about racism after he complained about racism for a year about Nike not producing his shoe. And then he went to Adidas and he was like, oh, y'all black people need to stop complaining about racism because now I got what I was looking for. You know what I mean? It's that thing where uh, conservatives has al- have always done. Like you get money and then you forget about... <laughs> you cut the ladder out. You cut the ladder out from under you and all the people who were coming up behind you. It's like, well too bad for you. You know, it's like the Clarence Thomas syndrome. It's like, yeah, I got into Harvard, but it wasn't affirmative action, and black people don't need that at all. (laughs) You know? Right, right, right. I did did it, and why can't you? I mean, as someone who really liked Kanye, and especially at the moment that he blew up was the moment that we had very little voices of dissent, and in the hashtag resistance back during the Bush years, right, it was The Daily Show, and that was about it. And then you have Kanye West when, you know, Katrina happened, saying that uh, Bush doesn't care about black people, et cetera, which was actually George Bush's, W. Bush's, the saddest moment of his entire presidency. Is that what he said? Yeah, not like Abu Ghraib. Not like Um, dropping bombs on No, it was when Kanye West was mean to him. But I feel like people give Kanye West so much... (laughs) Um, latitude because they liked his albums. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. they his just like his first oh. albums. Right, his first two. Uh, they're like, oh, he's he's a genius. Like we need to help him. We need to. Uh, he, you know, he's got a mental illness. Uh, he's bipolar. He's. I'm like, even if he does have, he said he's not bipolar. Uh, even if he is, that doesn't mean that what he's saying is not what he believes. His his bipolar is separate from his 
belief system. The way he expresses it may seem, you know, a little all over the place, but I'm like, that's what he believes. Like his bio, his mental illness is not. No, but he says in this clip that he was misdiagnosed. Actually, it was that's just sleep deprivation. <laughs> okay. Like I, I, I was just clearly sleepy. he's been on like a seven day meth binge right now. He's been up for a week consistently after this. Um, the other thing that he, I mean, I just feel like with the whole I'm with her thing, like he would have actually been okay with a female president if her slogan was like, come on my tits, you know, like if it was something <laughs> really fucked up, he, he would have been fine with that because clearly that's how he prefers women is like, no, oh, I'm sorry, are you, you're not hot. And, he wanted her um, slogan to be like, I care about dudes. <laughs> exactly. You know? Uh huh. Exactly. You're still number one, baby. Yeah. You're still like, king. Like I don't really care about women at all. Dudes like that. Yeah. Like, oh. Although, to, I mean, being honest, I didn't like I'm with her either as a slogan. Sure. I, you know, because it's like. But not a, for those reasons. But not no. for those reasons. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I would have preferred her slogan to be "She's with us." Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been good. But, but Kanye would have been like, it has she in it. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, too much lady it's not catering to my male energy. Let's just be honest though. I'm with her was a very bold, like it was a bold, um, not post-feminist, but like, Hey, we're all feminists here. I'm with her. Yay. I have no problem saying that. And it's cute because she's the first female candidate and, and da, 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 da. Like, whoa, no, we're not there. And of course, like, I mean, as someone who uh, is incredibly critical of Hillary Clinton, did not think she was the right candidate, ran the shittiest campaign, but, like, I'm with her was not her problem. Right. It was, I think, definitely a, just a slogan that rubbed patriarchal hegemony in the United States just the wrong way. And and, and you see that spelled out, and there's just the most basic, dumb way that, that Kanye spelled it out. I do think he is in um, the sunken place, and I think maybe, like maybe Roger Ailes is inhabiting his body. Uh, but I, Karina, I guess you say he's been like this. You guys are both saying he's been like this. He has been like this for a long time, but but and I also feel like patriarchy is playing playing a huge part in sort of this coddling of Kanye. I mean, um, Stacey Dash, who's a who's a black woman, oh. uh, conservative. Um, Actress. She, she actress. She was on Fox News, and uh, nobody had ever said that. You know, mm. I want the old Stacey Dash back. <laughs> you know, Stacey Dash used to be a Democrat, and she voted for Obama in '08, and nobody gave her nearly as <laughs> as like, oh, you know, we need you to come back. They you didn't know? lift her we, up. They didn't lift her up. They didn't do that to Chris at Michelle. I mean, her label dropped her after she sung for Donald Trump. Mm. So I'm saying, why is Kanye getting all of this? coddling it's like we don't do that for black women who who do have the, also done the who, same who also thing. done the same things right. it's like why what i'm gonna reach out to him with love <laughs> you but know what, what about, i mean it's what, 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 what candace you know? evans what was that her her name that uh sort of um millennial black uh, republican youtube star who or who's on fox now and she's a contributor and and because it seems to me like and even amarosa and you know amarosa I mean? right you get lifted up Oh, so you're saying that actually that if you as a as a black woman throw your community supposedly under the bus and, you, and you become a Republican, Absolutely. that you don't get the same coddling as a man would, as in example Kanye? Absolutely not. You do not. You do not get any of it. Not even a smithin smith smithereen of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amarosa, who has even written a book about you know all of the anti. Trump stuff that or anti-black stuff that happened in the Trump White House. Like black people have not taken her back. Like right. we haven't said, oh, uh, you can come back to 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 the barbecue now. Like we we're 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 gonna we're gonna give <laughs> you a plate. You know what I mean? From your time out. It's like so. We've why? got your plate waiting. We've been I mean, warming it for you. Right. And Kanye has been. He said he loved Donald Trump on national TV. Hugged him. Hugged him. Hero. Said father he was figure. his hero. His father figure. People are like, oh. We want the old Kanye back. Please come back. Uh, we we they they've created these soliloquies about why you know Kanye. I think everyone's trying to like like Kanye whisper. You know, like well, there's got to yes. be that old Kanye somewhere in there. And again, through Roger Ailes's just like but chubby why, eyes. My my question is, why haven't we done that with any other black women uh, who have expressed conservative, uh, uh, you know, opinions and who right. used to be Democrats? We haven't been like, oh. 
let us try to bring you back. I mean, I think like Roseanne I, I, Barr has also been given some of that treatment, which is like, come on, Roseanne, come back, come on, punk, come back. Give her chance after chance. It's like, nope, she's gone. Yeah, so I don't. No, yeah, I think that's a good point. So, so, I mean, some of it is like, it's all, it's like, like the, it's tied up in the language of genius. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's but he's he not just, a genius. He, he's right. not even close. But there was a story like Kanye West is one of the greatest rappers of all time of our time. What? Like, you know, the, so uh, nobody. I mean, what's Stacey Dash the one on Clueless? Yes. Yeah. Don't but you she, forget but, it. I mean, but she was also sort of a, a black sort of pinup for a long time. She was on the cover of all these black magazines. They, they, I mean, she was sort of who a lot of black men grew up sort of, you know. This is my girlfriend. This is the woman that I want. This is the, but she this was is never as big as like Tyra. Right. No, but she wasn't. But I, but I'm just saying it's like nobody ever reached out to her or tried to bring her back or had any of this this stuff that they're giving to Kanye right. or Amoroso or any of the black women who who have made the same transgressions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's like chance after chance. Well, do you think he's out of chances this time? I hope so. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he should be. I mean, there shouldn't be anything after this. I just, I just want him to, you know, it's like, like you, you end up where people are just like, stop paying attention to you. Like when you go that far to the right and become that stupid and crazy, then people are like, oh, we're, and then you just go on that circuit of like, you know, like he can be on the road with Kirk Cameron and, <laughs> uh, who's going to come to his concerts and, now? Like, what is this tour going to look like? Scott Bayo. This tour is going to be insane. Chuck Norris. I also feel like people's morality also lines up with art, too. Because when Kanye was dropping albums that people really liked, they tolerated all of his stuff, right? And now that he has shitty music, people are like, oh, I'm done with Kanye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, it's convenient for <laughs> it's us convenient. as listeners. We're like, oh, right. you suck anyway. Right, we're, we're, it's so convenient. It's like, so, now, mm. now he doesn't have a hot album. I can... Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like you know, comics are doing that with Louis C.K. You know, people being, you know, people were like, you know, acting like his rape jokes were okay because we liked him, you know. Right. We he liked the, the package. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was the greatest comic of our time. And then it was, and then, and then it comes out that he's a, now not an accused, but a confessed predator. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, uh, I, n- I never liked him. <laughs> right. Like, no, and I, but for me with Kanye is like, actually, I think so much of his political, his quasi-political statements was wrapped up in his breakout album and albums. And the mm-hmm. first two, I, that is why I liked it, because it was playful and fun, but then also like, you know, uh, they teach us to like, you know, hate ourselves and love their wealth. Like that was a line, you right. know? It's like, how do you go from talking about conflict diamonds yeah. to saying Donald <laughs> Trump is your hero? You know, that, that's a huge leap. <laughs> Sleep deprivation. <laughs> One of the moves that I love that liberals tried to do, the liberal would try to control a black person through the concept of racism because they know that we are very proud, emotional people. The concept <laughs> of racism. Like, it's not a thing. It's just a concept that liberals came up with because we are proud emotional people i feel like so is he, is he's he talking saying, like a colonizer like mm, they're a proud people again he's he's turned he's turned full like rich white guy why is he talking about like african-americans like an he's other talking like, about racism in the abstract <laughs> yes I, I have a confession Corinda, I know you. We thought we were friends, but I just love controlling you because of how emotional you are. <laughs> he just baits you with racism. He does. Just talking about it. It's not actually real. NATO's just making you believe it's real. Yeah, I've 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 come to the conclusion that um, you know Kanye uh, has used. You know, we've heard this kind of language from Kanye before. Um, he, he talked about uh, how black people needed to stop complaining about racism because, you know, it's in the past. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's That's why we don't need the 13th Amendment yeah, anymore. Yeah, we don't need the 13th Amendment anymore. And so I'm not... <laughs> um, but do you think, because I think what's really interesting about this is that the way Republicans pander, and whether they're black Republicans or not, the way, the way they talk about um, racism is that it is just a tool by Democrats in order to convince you that you're the victim and that you're not a victim, you are an individual with power and you're and you're proud and you're brave and you've got, you know, you're an American, you're not a victim. And I think that is same thing with um, women's rights and feminism. You know, you'll you'll talk I'll talk to Republican women who are like, well I'm not a feminist and I don't, you know, I don't believe um, 
I, I don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't like, ex, you know, the, the pussy hats and the, you know, the women's marches because I'm not a victim. Mm -hmm. The Me Too movement, I'm not a victim. I'm sorry. Like, you, you can, like, as if victimhood were completely disempowering and that it didn't make you a an incredibly resilient, smart, capable, um, fucking, like, survivor, right? And I just, I think that's such a conniving way to appeal to, and also because it, it can be captivating, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't want my identity. It's also just, like, one way to see your identity that as a woman or as a black person, you're only a victim. Mm -hmm. That there aren't this, there isn't a wealth of other beautiful things that come along with being black or being a woman. It's like, no, nah, I'm just a victim. Bullshit, right? Yeah. So it's like that, and we don't never talk about that. That's why I loved uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' um, article when he wrote it. I believe it was for The Atlantic. And it's like, it just went by every single policy that was ever enacted to, you know, sort of further this this separation of, of black people, really, and sort of the rest of America. When you talk about yeah. redlining and you talk about how, you know, we weren't able to get housing in certain areas and how we weren't able to get loans and how we weren't able to, I mean, it's just, when you put every policy out there that was ever enacted and then you say, oh, racism uh, doesn't exist, it's like, well, what about these? How come I can't get a home? How come I can't get a loan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have the same income as this white guy who's standing next to me. Yeah. You know, but I'm a but I'm a different risk factor. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, it's just your own and victimhood. It's, and it's, it's just it's your own. It's just your own victimhood because you you can't you probably can't pay it back even though you have the same income as him because you're not going to manage your money properly. But those you know are I mean? just facts in reality, Corinda. Like, really, the universe um, is ever expansive. <laughs> and it's alternate. And there are alternate universes. So in an alternate universe, al you're getting that loan. Think about that. I think that, that alternate universe Kanye was talking about <laughs> was when black people get the same thing that white people get. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what he was getting to. But, I mean, I, I just think to, to sort of say that black people in this we're victims of, of something uh, that doesn't exist is, is sort of playing into everything that Republicans have ever said throughout the history of, of you know, the modern era of Republicanism. Is that, um, you know, black people don't want to work. They don't want to work hard. I mean, Ronald Reagan created the welfare queen uh, model when we know that it's mostly white people who receive uh, benefits from uh, welfare. And we've created this thing where we say, well, black people, you can't make it. That's your fault. Mm -hmm. You're not work. You're not working hard enough. You don't have the. You, you're not lifting up by the boots that you don't. The bootstraps on the boots you don't have. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like what? Yeah. How can I lift myself up when all the policies that you've ever enacted has said you don't get these things that everybody else gets? You're starting at this deficit. NATO. Smash white supremacy. I want to play you one one last thing. Speaking of uh, Kanye on industry and why he likes industry men, um, and to what Corinda was talking about. So we're going to need to get a few breaks to be able to have some places in my hometown of Chicago and the 2.7 million to the 9 million surrounding suburbs where we can create some factories. Now I think it would be cool for them to be Trump factories because he's a master of industry. He's a builder, and I think it would be cool to have Yeezy ideation centers. <laughs> He said that Donald Trump's a builder. <laughs> He's a master of industry. Like, just, does, he, does he know? Centers also. Does he know that black people had to sue him right? <laughs> to be able to get into his apartment buildings in New York? I was listening to that clip. I was just hearing the sounds of all the cameras clicking, and I'm like, can you imagine? Like, you go to journalism school, and then your job, you're like, okay, I'm on the White House beat. <laughs> I'm gonna so speak truth to power. Uh, oh, I'm... I'm covering Kanye. Yeezy Ideation Centers. Uh -huh. Glad I got that degree. <laughs> but I mean, this is the thing is that, like, he's asked then pointedly about whether Trump is racist in this by one of those journalists who went to, you know, actually studied. And then, and then another journalist follows up on why Kanye is there in the first place, which is to ask... Trump essentially to pardon a man who's been in sentenced to six lifetimes in prison. This is 17 minutes in, by the way, where he actually gets to the fucking point of why he's there. But with the with the industry stuff, it's like he he talks about whether and discriminating against African Americans and and Trump doing that. He talks about that, and he's like. He says it basically doesn't matter whether people say Trump is racist, and I think that goes with the whole selling Confederate flags at his 
concerts and just the entire, you know, saying really outlandish, offensive shit is because Kanye really is an alt writer. He's like a black alt writer. Like he just wants to say shit to 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 uh, to own you, to like to trigger you. He if you're triggered, he's winning, and and he loves that shit. He's doing it for the lols. You know, <laughs> that's why he's doing. It. He doesn't care that yeah, Trump's racist. He he deep down he knows that, but he thinks it's funny because he's because it's somehow that's like y- you win then if people get offended. I mean, I don't even disagree with him on that point because as as a black person in America, it's like <laughs> if you just sort of uh, disregard every person who is racist, uh, then you won't. I mean, you won't be able to walk, uh, you won't be able to do anything in America. But I think it, uh, w- his point is that he's embracing someone who is outwardly racist. I mean, we all have to work with people who are racist. There's, <laughs> as a black person, there's no question about it. But to go on a national stage and sort of embrace somebody who's racist and then to say, well, racism isn't a deal breaker for me. Right. Uh if it means building the if Yeezy it mean, if ideation it, if it mean, centers. If it means building the Yeezy Center and if it means, you know, doing something in Vietnam or if it means, um, you know, that, that this hat makes me feel like uh, Superman. It's like, what so are you talking about? he's a pragmatist at a certain le- level. He's laying it out there like, listen, yeah, it's, it's as long as I make my money what on my $4,500 mm-hmm. shoes. What it makes me wonder is like, it j- just w- like watching all this unfold, it feels like no one is in charge. You know what I mean? Like that the that the that the ruling like the kids are running the daycare. Yeah, that the ruling elites of our current system are incredibly like stupid and inarticulate. Like they don't like the, you know he talks like just like a dumb like right wing refrigerator magnet set like <laughs> someone doing like some kind of mix, mix and match nonsense. And I wonder like if people f- you know like felt that way about. Uh, you know, the British, like the Pax Britannica. Do you know what I mean? Like, if in the, you know, in the 19th century, if you were looking at the, you know, the British Empire, if the people running the British Empire sounded this stupid to the people that they were governing, or if they were able to project more, like... I think that's one of the unfortunate things about Kanye, is that Donald Trump is giving him a platform, and the least that he could do is be informed. You know what I mean? Even even if he went in there and he was saying things that we all don't agree with, uh, in an informed way, we would be like, okay, like I don't agree with you, right? But you know, you've done your homework. You know, I mean, he's just he's just off the rails with uh, his information. He's his uninformed <laughs> in the same way that Trump is uninformed. The difference is that Trump really does have an audience that Kanye doesn't have, right? Because that's true. Most of the people who do like Kanye's music don't agree with this these politics. Whereas, so it looks they're essentially saying the same thing. Oh, we believe in private industry. Private industry. Oh, uh, Vietnam is beating us, you know, because they're willing to work for Stitch less. <laughs> exactly. But like, the difference is when you don't have an audience, you suddenly look incredible incredibly stupid but you're really floating the same stupid ass ideas that trump has been floating but because he's got like a bunch of people lapping it up suddenly it's okay so anyway i uh maybe he said something and it reminded me of something else and then i forgot it i have to pee all right last segment here on the bituation room is a game we like to call sext elect overthrow (laughs) so for this week I have picked three people. You have to tell me whether you would sex them, elect them, or overthrow them. Now, you can elect them to anything, but, like, yeah. But you still have to vote for them. Mm. So, uh, one mm. uh, is uh, Kanye West, the artist formerly known as. What would his <laughs> symbol be? Like, if Prince was formerly known as, Kanye's would just be, like, a there's like a dick drawing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, formerly known Kanye. So yeah, Kanye West. I'm with him. I'm with him. Um, prince bin Salman al Saud, who is uh, you know the Saudi prince who maybe may or may not have, but probably um, did have a journalist who was writing negative things about the Saudi crown, killed and dismembered in one of their embassies. Damn, it's cold. That's, that's super cold. <laughs> just like it's cold blooded. Just rude. I think is is more the term is I this, would is, use. Is that is that the one who filmed it on his own iWatch? They said he filmed his death on on his iWatch on his. You can film on iWatches. 
I mean, not that that's the point of the, what your story. <laughs> yeah. Sud- suddenly, Francesca needs a <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, they said I've been like killing one, a lot of people. Is this but, the like, one I've who went? F- is this the one who went into the consulate? Yes. Yeah, they said he filmed, basically filmed his own death on his on his. What mm-hmm. the fuck? You want to Google it? Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. Alexa, I record a lot. Re- re- record me getting <laughs> murdered right now. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so the Turkish Daily. This is firstpost.com. No idea. Alexa, arrange a full body <laughs> blood transfusion. <laughs> Okay, wait, hang on. Yeah, he might have recorded. He recorded his own death as he turned yes. on the recording function of his Apple Watch before yes. walking into the Saudi consulate. Yes. <gasps> the moments of his interrogation, torture, and killing were audio recorded and sent to both his phone and to iCloud. CNN yes. quoted the privately owned Sabah Daily. So this is a Turkish newspaper that says that. Oh, my word. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. No. I was like, he recorded his own death. How? how that, that's some minority r- report. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go out like that, right? I know. Record it at least. So, okay, so pr- the Saudi prince who may or may not have uh, done that or orchestrated that, mm-hmm. or Gavin Newsom, who is currently running for governor of California. <laughs> <laughs> I know NATO wants to sex Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I already know that. Of mine. <laughs> okay, NATO, tell us about Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's your uh, favorite guy. Look, you know, I mean, I can live with him as governor just because, you know, I like I lived with him as mayor. It's fine. I just hate him. It's all. It's, <laughs> How many years thing. was he mayor, and what was his legacy? So, uh, so Gavin Newsom, um, like, had a like a wine and restaurant business. He was sort of like a like a kind of a frat boy at Santa Clara University, and got into this wine and restaurant business supported by some like major, you know, like the like San Francisco old money, like the Getty oil fortune and stuff like that, propped him up and was initially appointed to a vacancy on the Board of Supervisors by uh, by Mayor Willie Brown. And appointed. He was appointed and then ran for re-election. So, so okay. there was a vacancy, he was appointed, he ran for re-election. And um, when he was mayor, they... Uh, you know, he, nationally he's most known because he temporarily legalized gay marriage in 2004. Some people believe that that cost John Kerry the presidential election. Um, uh, but um, because Kerry came out and supported it. No, just because it like that it that at the time there were some anti-gay marriage ballot measures around the country, and it really like it was used by the you know. There's this clip of him at a speak at giving a speech saying you know whether they like it or not we're coming for them something like that, mm. and the right really used it to whip up their people against gay marriage, uh, and drive turnout. So and obviously no one was excited about John Kerry. Um, so, but like Gavin Newsom's record as mayor was significantly about scapegoating homeless people like he his first campaign did he do the sit lie law? he did the sit lie but before that he did care not cash which was about cutting like welfare grants alleged you know general assistance grants to subs, subs to replace with services and then there was care not cash yeah don't just you, don't you need cash to care for people care well not? Th- yeah that but because these these people are all drug at drug addicts and stupid, we can't just give them money. We have to give them services instead. But we may or may not get, actually give them services. Uh, and then the sit Neil lie isn't that like an improv game? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yes, and so he also did uh, he did a ban on aggressive panhandling and he like and what is aggressive panhandling? Like yeah, uh, when they yell at you, I, I don't know. But as part of it, like like it was this concerted effort where the restaurant industry and the hotel industry bought billboards around town that were so like vile that would have like a picture of like a like a like a virginal white woman holding like a like a piece of cardboard with like handwritten on it like i don't like to smell urine when i walk down the street tell the city hall that i have i have rights too no Uh, like and and then that woman jumped off of the billboard (laughs) and and populated the mission district right and called the called the police on everyone so yes so that's you know it's like, like I mean, and, and in more recent years, he has like really thrown down. He like he's really qu- gotten quite enamored of the tech industry. He's um, so he's paved the way for a lot of the like extreme gentrification that we are seeing now, and like total lack of oh. services. I mean, not that there weren't lack of services for homeless people before, but 
Absolutely. It's gotten a lot worse, even just in the five years I've lived here. And he was famous, you know, he famously, like, so his first wife is now dating Donald Trump Jr., uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. She went on to become the Fox a, News. She went on to become a Fox News contributor. Uh, uh, who's, like, would show text messages of D-pics around the office. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on the night of the primary, um, when he when he won the, the the primary, I tweeted out a picture. There was like a big photo spread of the two of them when they were married, of them like like sprawled out on a carpet in a mansion. Oh, you know, that's like, very Trump. I don't trust. I didn't know that they were married. I don't. Yeah, yeah. That woman is heinous. She's Just, like, if Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. It's like she she, she got red pilled in that castle. Is what I'm saying. Sure. So he like he uh, so they got divorced and then he like. He had an affair with his one of his staff, who was also his best friend's wife, uh, and stand so up guy. stand-up guy. So, uh, you know, he's like a lot of people have liked him because he's ta- you know he took so he was out front on gay marriage before that was in the mainstream. He's taken some strong positions on gun control. The thing that I always come back to is Gavin Newsom has never stood up to corporate power, and when he was mayor of San Francisco, they called him Mayor Press Release because he was like really big into like issue like doing something that would get him a lot of press where he could like swan around and be handsome in front of the cameras and then everybody everybody in city hall would be like try to get his attention on actually implementing the thing that he was talking about and he was not interested in that part right and so So should we vote for the green party of california not on the ballot now thanks to top two primaries you only have two choices and so your choice it's so it's in california so your choice is is newsom or john cox the republican so what about a write-in yeah so if you want to write in NATO Green, <laughs> I am available. To I am a little bit short on cash right now. That's okay. And I am available to be governor of California. I will fucking wrangle some votes, uh, like nobody's business. So would you elect him then, or sect him, or overthrow him? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like of the various options, I will elect him just because that's the least worst option. Great. What yeah. about what about the other two? What about Kanye and? Um, the prince. Uh, well, I think I, w- I need to overthrow Kanye, and I think I need to sex the prince. Um, <laughs> you, what would you sex him? Um, oh, I would like. I would just. I would sex him a dick pic of like my Jewish circumcised penis. <laughs> <laughs> my modestly sized Jewish circumcised penis. He'd want to dismember it. Yeah. Uh, or he's like, look at what, it's already been dismembered. It's been dismembered. <laughs> look at this Jew You dick. couldn't get to this. I love it. What about you, Corinda? Sex select overthrow. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that I would sex Kanye. Okay, why? And what would you sex him? Um, I would just sex him like different uh, things about racism. <laughs> Hot. Be like, oh... Slavery was not a choice. You know what I mean? Like, I like, like we didn't want it, Kanye. <laughs> oh man! It sounds like a voice, voice to voice to sex, but like in a like sultry voice, like slavery yeah, we wasn't didn't, a we choice. Did, we didn't want those chains. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I think uh, he needs to. He needs that. Um, so I you're would, like slowly trying to like maybe just sex him like lyrics of his own songs from years ago. Yeah, I would like send. I would I would send him like uh, you know the remix to uh, Diamonds Are Forever. You know what I mean? And just be like. Look, this, this diamond, is hot. Diamond question mark <laughs> emoji. <laughs> you know. All yeah. right. What about overthrow or sec or elect? Who are you gonna elect, Gavin or or the prince? I would definitely um, overthrow. Well, I would definitely overthrow the prince because he, although you know, he did allow women to drive. He's also um, starting a war with with. Uh, Yemen. So I don't think uh, right. very <laughs> I don't think he needs that. to I don't think he needs to be yeah. So you're gonna elect Newsom? <sighs> or write in NATO Green is fine. Yeah, I'm gonna elect Newsom. Like I, he did give us Kamala Harris, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, he put her on the track to um, hopefully maybe run for president uh, one day. Yeah. Or just I mean I really enjoy her in the Senate. I don't know about president, I definitely like her in the Senate. I, yeah. I, I like her in the Senate as well. I just want I just want, I could watch pictures of her making faces of people all day. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, just she, like her, just her pointer finger up on her uh, on her left like she, eyebrow. She just gives the mean black lady face like she gives them so much shade. She has I it down. It. 
She's there so much. And just her voice, the way that it's just kind of like, so at what point do you, <laughs> you're like, I love, like, she that She gives him that voice, draw. like, you know I'm about to give it to you, but just, just mm-hmm. wait. Just mm-hmm. wait I'm for it. I'm setting you up. This is, the, I'm laying the trap. And no, she does great. that thing where she puts her hand on the temple. Yes, and that's when everybody black knows if a black woman does that, like, you about to get it. Like, you about to get it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> I want to sext and overthrow all three of these people and have the sexting be like in leading into their overthrowing. Um, I think sexting. Bait the, and switch. The, yes. I think sexting the prince would just be really funny. Um, it, I would sext him just like a dude emoji. Going into a consulate and then exactly. getting murdered. No, dude emoji, knife emoji, question mark. <laughs> like, like, did you? Did you? Maybe? Kind of? <laughs> No, okay, cool. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I think Kanye... I don't think Kanye and Kim have had a tender moment ever. I would love to be like a fly on the wall in their home. Just like, what kind of conversations do they have? Can you imagine them just like in the kitchen making making grilled cheese together? Just like talking? Like, what is is that like? So, I've been listening to this podcast. Kanye needs to get sexed, but something something sweet. Like I'll I'll sext him a uh, one of NATO's sonnets that he wrote in Cuba. Just something really. I, I'm making up your poet. Your poet. Six months yeah. as a poet. For the record, in exile. I never wrote poetry. There's a there, there's a black <laughs> there's a black woman who did like a a, a spoken word uh, poem about Kanye. <gasps> I think everybody should Google that. <laughs> like it is amazing. It's I mean it's so on point like I can't even I was just like this is like this is everything I've ever wanted to say about Kanye <laughs> this is it right here oh and, I think we need to and as a lesbian that. you know it's a it's a spoken word so I was like oh my god this is you're like speaking heaven. my language yes I was like I'm, I'm drawing you had to me you. at the speaking of you the had- words <laughs> Gavin Newsom I think can get got like listen if this fool becomes our governor and then someone like me can sext him and spell his downfall because he is a two-timing piece of shit. Uh, Didn't he, like, have an affair with his best friends? Yeah, yeah that's what Nada was saying. And yeah. that, that's just so weak to me. Like, I, I Your wanna, best friends wife? I want to sex Gavin and be like, just uh, the emoji would be a dude with pants on. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, keep it, you know? In. That one would go to Bill Cosby as well. Thank you guys so much for being on The Bituation Room. This has been fun. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Nato Green, Corinda Dobbins, uh, any plugs you guys want to offer up there? November 2nd, The Resistance Comedy Show, the New Parkway Theater hey. in Oakland. Nice. show starts at 7.30. Don't be late. Nato? Uh, we have a show coming up, buddy. November You're, 1st. Well, we have we have two, actually. We have, So uh, here's what I have. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Uh, October 29th, Riffer's Delight at the Alamo Draft House. That's exciting. Natasha Mews and I are going to be talking over Sky Captain and World of Tomorrow. Nice. November 1st, Verdi Wild Things are at the Verdi Club. And November 5th, you and me and Will Durst doing Election Eve ballot party at the San Francisco Punchline. In, in my sign-off, I just want to let everybody know that there's only a few more weeks before the midterms. Knock on some doors. Text some people. Call some people. Particularly if you know somebody in Georgia. If you know somebody in Georgia, um, help them get registered because 52,000 voters who are trying to get registered are, are, are being, not being allowed to are vote. Are not being allowed to vote. So, um, you know, uh, call Kemp's office. Uh, he is the current governor who's somehow also overseeing the election. The, I was like, how is that legal? <laughs> it's it's probably not. But anyway, get involved. There's only a few more weeks left. And, uh, or at least you know, contribute. Contribute money. Uh, give NATO money so he can get this uh, governorship gubernatorial race off the ground. And uh, just remember, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye.